You've made your way back to town at sunrise. With your long rest after the Slod fight, you headed into the forest to see where they came from. You found an ancient tower hidden in the forest landscape that had been overgrown with vegetation, and at the top of that tower was a dead human man who appeared to have summoned the Slods from the realm of Dwarla. Why? You aren't sure. But settled on the thought process, you made your way back to the lumberyard and then back to the town of Joan all in the middle of the night. Is there anything you'd like to do in Joan before getting back on the road north to Somar? Apologize to Rico. All right. So you want to find Rico? I mean, we were supposed to report back to him. Did did we? You haven't. It's been nearly 24 hours since you last saw him. I mean, he doesn't even know if you survived the attack. Yeah. Yeah, he if, probably thinks we're dead. If we're going back to town, then yes, I would find Rico and let him know. Sorry, we defeated the villains, but we don't have a cart anymore to haul your lumber. Also, we need to find another transportation method if there is one in this town. Yeah, I was going to ask if there were any stables that we noticed in this town. We'll have to do some investigation checks and uh, checking around town if that's what you'd like to do. But it is sunrise, like I said, so not really anyone's awake yet. Is there anything else anybody wants to do other than stables and look for Rico? That's it for me. Just yeah. a bunch of yawns. All right. <laughs> Just trying to find a ride out of this one. Said it was town, early. Man. <laughs> We're getting in character. Yeah. We're all fucking tired. I guess uh, since we know when we came in originally, didn't we stop by a pub? There was a, yeah, like a tavern-ish area. I don't think we mentioned the tavern in Joan. Okay. I don't remember if we were here. I think or it was just a bulletin board. Oh, that no. was the town before this. Okay. Yeah, with the, we have been to know with the archaeologists. Okay. That. Maybe I would try to find a tavern that might be serving breakfast or something. Okay. Uh, we did mention the Inn Tavern, but y'all haven't been there. It's called the Reliable Rabbit. That's where the community board was posted. It was outside the tavern. So that's where you said you wanted to start? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I would like to at least locate the stables, assuming there is one here. Okay. So do you just want to walk around town looking for one? Yeah. Okay. We got Astra heading into the tavern, it sounds like, for sure. And then Felomir's walking around town looking for the stable. What about the three of you? I won't let him walk around by himself, so if uh, no one wants to particularly join him, then I will, for sure. Okay. I'll go with Astra. All right. Oh, I'll go with the boys. All right. So, we'll see who's going to go first. What's Kurgle doing? Take the the two, so Astra and Cass. Three. Three. Three and three. Uh, let's go with even is uh, Deidre's team. Got a nine, so we're going to go with Felmir's team. Let's go team. Team Felly. <laughs> <laughs> Felomir, Dorth, and Finch, you uh, start kind of roaming around town. Give me uh, perception or investigation checks to find the stable, whichever you prefer. 15, 7, 14. So the two perceptions, you kind of get a scent in the air of a stable smell, horse manure, horses in general, and you make your way to the western side of town on one of the roads. And you do find a rather large stable. It's early, so the horses aren't like active or anything like that. And outside, you do see a man with a pitchfork. And he is moving some hay from a hay bale into a trough for uh, the horses to eat from. He sees you approaching, and it is kind of odd that you're approaching because it's so early in the morning. He's not used to having anyone around, really. And so he... uh, puts his pitchfork and leans it against the fence and walks over and puts like one elbow on the uh, on the railing and waves at you. Oh, hi. How can I help you? Thank God. <laughs> I, was, I was not going to speak to this person. <laughs> See? You just follow the shit smell. 
Uh, yes, excuse us, uh, sir. We were wondering if you sold horses and perhaps a wagon. I do breed horses, yeah. I, I mostly train racehorses, though, so uh, it's a little bit pricey around here for me. Uh, you don't have just any standard travel horses available? I, the only horses I keep are the ones I'm training for races. Do you know where we can find some regular horses? Uh, out in the plains, there are some farms that might sell their horses, but usually they use them for the work. Uh, you might find some in the town of Bologna to the north, if that's where you're heading, or back south to the town of... Uh... So, so w- let's say someone in this town wanted to travel at all, anywhere. How do you guys do that? Well, oftentimes people, you know, walk. <laughs> uh, sometimes, you know, they might have their own horse or their own wagon. They got some from somewhere else. Hmm. So h- how much uh, more do your ho- horses cost uh, compared? Well, if you want to want to buy one of my horses I'm working on training, I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to get some sort of profit from it if I'm going to lose it for the races. So I'll have to say uh, 100 gold for a horse. Guys, no. Well, that's not too steep. For one race horse? Yeah. One. One, right? One horse. Yes. We'll need at least two and a wagon. A wagon. Yeah. Do you, you, do you sell wagons? Uh, I, I do have a wagon, but I usually use the wagon to for the work for, for my for myself. Uh, I don't really want to lose my wagon. If we bought two horses, would you include the wagon? Because I, I think that's really the only way we can make this work. I don't think I can give you my wagon. I'd have to go buy another wagon. Someone in town sell wagons? Not that I'm aware of. Well, where would you buy your wagon? Well, that's the thing is, I don't want to sell you my wagon because it it's difficult to go down to Corla or up to... I'm not there. I'm just <laughs> out, of, I'm out of game. Is there anything that uh, maybe we could help do for you around here? Maybe some mending could be done. Sir, I don't think you understand, but giving you my wagon would slow down my work for months. I got to go down to another town and find another wagon, get them to make it for me. There's just things that got to happen. Look, I see you got a bow on you. Can I have your bow? Absolutely not. Can I buy it from you? I mean, if you got a lot of money. All right, so I got the money and I want to buy the bow. You going to give me your bow? How much is my bow worth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, actually, pro- probably not. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe I do see where you're coming from a little bit. Yes, you, you make a fair point. Uh, how far of a walk is it to the next town north? Do you think? Uh, Blogel's the town between uh, is on the border between Somar and Chandelin. It's gonna usually takes two days by horse for me, so probably three days on a walk. I'll look at the two of them and say, I think we can manage walking until we can find a more suitable location to purchase horses. I think we have no other choice. Yeah, so it is it is not ideal, but I think it is our path. And it is a market town, so I mean, you probably would find somebody there cheaper than me, anyways. I really don't want to lose my horses or my wagon. Fair enough. But if you are interested in the races, there are some races that happen in Somar that I usually take part in. Do you win? Uh, My riders often win, yes. Hmm. Do your horses have funny names? Well, of course they do. (laughs) (laughs) They're racehorses, aren't they? (laughs) You shouldn't have normal names. And their names are David. Well, I got this nice little blonde one over here that's a nutter butter. (laughs) (laughs) Checks out. (laughs) Touche, sir. Uh, Well, all right. Yeah. Thanks for the info. Oh, yeah. Have a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye, Nutter Butter. <laughs> <laughs> so while that probably 20 to 30 minute escapade for them goes on, Astra, Keth, and Kurgle have entered into the Reliable Rabbit. This early in the morning, the Reliable Rabbit is definitely dead. There's maybe two or three that are, like, slouched over tables that have passed out drunk from the festivities the night before, their little night of drinking. There is a, we'll say, a, an innkeeper 
He is currently just maybe wiping down the counters, just doing some odd and end stuff around the tavern to keep clean, dust things off. Maybe clean up some puke over in a corner somewhere. Just doing morning stuff. And he sees you enter and says, Hi, hello. Y'all look new to town? Uh, good morning. Yes, uh, yeah, we're just passing through. Uh, came to find some breakfast, if you have any. I definitely can cook you up something. Uh, you looking for a room? No. Uh, oh. Go ahead. I, I was going to say no, but what were you going to say? Kath, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was also going to say no. We don't need to sleep in a bed. You'll be okay. But at least I wanted to at least find you a nice cooked breakfast. Oh, thanks. How much are your breakfasts? Two gold for eggs, bacon, some toast. I would like a breakfast. All right. And for you, ma'am? I still don't have any gold. <laughs> she would like a breakfast, too. And, and so would this one. Thanks, brother. He starts to uh, walk back to the counter and looks back and says, Anything else I can get for you? Uh, a round of ale. This early? Yeah. Uh, we've we've seen some stuff. Oh, you, you haven't slept then. All right. Nope. Uh, so this is your night time. Come on, come on. Uh, sit on at the bar, and I'll get you your food and food and ale. Have a seat at the bar. All right. So he steps into a back room, comes back maybe 10 minutes later with uh, three plates of eggs, bacon, some toast, and three ales. Uh, Kurgle takes it happily, and then he looks at the three of you. Uh, six gold? I'll uh, slide him seven gold. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you. And then he starts to clean again. Thanks, Keth. And I'll bring Oystrich out of his little fanny pack and put him on the counter and give him uh, some bread. Um, <laughs> I don't really appreciate you bringing a, a rat onto my countertop. I'm sorry. He's a, he's friendly. He's not dirty, but I'll put him back in my fanny pack and say, sorry, Oystrich, <laughs> and just feed him under the counter. And as I'm... Uh, as I've like counted out my gold pieces to, to give to him, I'm just kind of like jingling my pack. And it's very lightweight at this point. And I'm going to pour out the <laughs> remaining contents on the bar and count out the last eight gold that I have. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh oh. Rich Cat just no more. I look over to Keth and just feel really guilty and just, oh, um. I hope, uh, I hope Rico gives us a, a sub kind of payment. <laughs> I'm just going to hang my head and just be depressed about all of the things that are my fault. Like Keth being broke, us not having a wagon, Rufus not being found. You can't blame yourself for Rico Rufus, not man. getting his lumber delivered. <laughs> man, fuck Rico. Brother, I, I think you're running low on a little bit of money, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Keth. I wouldn't have suggested breakfast. I just I figured you, figured you would want some. I yeah. know how you like to eat. <laughs> I do like to eat. <laughs> and hey, at least it's cheaper here than it was in uh, Chandelin. Chandelin yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, y'all came from Chandelin. Yeah, we, we did. That's a long ride. You come through the night? Uh, we got here yesterday. Okay, okay. And you stayed just out in the woods or something? Pretty much. You know, we, we saw your little board out there. And we thought we could, uh, you know, take some jobs. So we went to Rico's Lumberyard. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, Rico's here in the inn. Uh, he seemed a little panicked. I didn't ask too many questions, though. Oh, yeah. He's got some giant frog things that were attacking in Lumberyard. Okay, that makes sense. We, I... we dealt with them. <laughs> that, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, I'll, I'll pull out one of the little rubies and, like, hold it up and say, this thing was in their heads. Oh. Some something, some kind of mind control or something. They came from, like, a, a different uh, a different portal or something. Makes you wonder, huh? Mm. Yep. 
Maybe, maybe there's some sort of jewels in my head. <laughs> oh my God. The truth is out there. Um. <laughs> hey, we got we got at least got proof that we uh, that we dealt with the the slots. I guess if you can believe that thing came out of their heads. Slots? Um, huh? Is that what you call them? Mm-hmm. And you said they were like uh, frog people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how like when you hang out with somebody long enough that you just start talking like them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, I've seen a. I know there's a lot of weird things that happen up in that forest, you know, but uh, I never heard of frog people. Rubies inside the heads. <laughs> well, what else weird has happened up there? There's all those druids. Druids are a problem. And there was, for a little bit, there was like a, a fungus that was taking over the forest near the edge. Uh, some, uh, somebody in the, I think they call them the Crimson Command, came out and took care of that one. Uh, that was really mighty kind of them because it was kind of taking care of it. Was, Messing up the farmland, you know? Started breaching into the plains. Do, do you know who it was? Well, no, not specifically. He did stay in the room, though. Room 7. How long ago was it? Uh, been maybe a year now. Oh, okay. I wonder if... I wonder if it's one of them. <laughs> I like how he remembers what room he stayed in <laughs> yeah. a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> specifically. Don't remember his name, but he stayed in room 7. <laughs> <laughs> you said Rico was staying here? Oh, yeah. Rico's up in uh, room 2 right now. Okay, we... uh. Well, we were supposed to do a job for him, so I need to follow up and give him some bad news. Bad news? That's not good for Rico. He's a very depressed man, you know? <laughs> He's a good news only kind of guy. What, what, why is he depressed? Oh, his wife died to that fungus disease a year ago. Oh, no. That's sad. Well, he didn't lose his lumberyard. No, he didn't. That's some, that's some good news. He didn't lose his boys, so that's a good thing, too. But uh, he drinks a lot nowadays. Comes to town without his boys and up here in the reliable rabbit. No, he drinks quite a bit. But, uh, you know, he sells lumber all across pretty much all Shandlin. Uh, he's got pretty good connections to other people in the forest that are cutting down the woods. Surprised that he needs somebody to haul it for him, though. Maybe he, uh, maybe he's lo- losing some of his uh, energy for the work, you know? Oh, well, I'll try to break it to him easily. Do you know uh, about when he went to sleep last night? Uh, I think he showed up around uh, 8 o'clock last night with his boys. Maybe a little earlier than that. They got themselves a dinner. No, one of the boys too young for the ale, so they didn't drink any of the ale. Then they went to bed pretty soon after. Or at least up to their room. I don't know if they slept. <sighs> yeah, he was uh, a little distraught. Didn't really ask too many questions. There were a lot. It was very busy last night, so I didn't uh, really have a chance to talk to my customers. That's fair. Well, maybe he'll be up soon, and I'll continue to eat. Astro will also continue eating. Uh, thanks for your information, and... I guess we'll just finish eating and maybe he'll come down for breakfast before we have to head out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to go clean up some more of this uh, the stain over here. I'm going to try and take this out. Uh, y'all, y'all let me know if you need anything. Thank you. And as he's walking away, the sunlight kind of pierces the room as the door opens and you see Felomir Finch and Dorth walking in. Well, guess what? We're walking. <laughs> I had an idea. Uh, how, how much does that floating disc carry? Uh, well, it... It holds maybe 500 pounds or so. It doesn't last very long, only an hour. I have to spend 10 minutes casting it every hour. How fast does it travel? As fast as I do. So pretty slow. (laughs) Well, it was an idea. It was. Could have gone for a magic carpet, magic floating disc ride. I mean, if anyone needs a break while we're walking, I could, you know, work something out that way. But it looks like we'll be on foot to Blogel, I believe he called it. The next town? Unless we can all fit on top of one racehorse. A uh, racehorse? 
Yeah. Yeah, the only stable in town sold racehorses. They were a bit expensive. I mean, I'd be willing to sit on a racehorse with two other people if y'all wanted to. Zero wagon. Okay, I thought that was the bartender. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down to go, man, with y'all. Let's do this. Suddenly he's sitting on the other side of the (laughs) bar. He was just like so attached to our conversation and he like like, are you inserting himself into the group like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just racehorses and no wagons. So yeah, no, I I agree. I think we're on on foot until the next town at least. Yes, he said it's roughly a three day walk, so not too bad. That's not so bad. How far is it if we run? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 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 you're crazy. Sorry, guys. It's I early. like you, man, but Ken, you are crazy. Yeah, we've already had some mail this morning. Already? It's not even 11 o'clock. We just got here. It's not even 7 o'clock. It's not even 7 o'clock. <laughs> It was a rough night. Apparently, Rico's staying here. Uh, we're going to try to see if he comes down for breakfast and break it to him gently. Yeah, he's an alcoholic. Keth- <laughs> <laughs> we found that out. Wait, wait, break what to him gently? That we defeated the slods, but that we can no longer do the job for him. Well, you're welcome. No, there's nothing. There's no bad news to break to him. We got rid of your problem. I'm sure he'll be grateful. Well, we also said that we would do a job, and now we can't, so... Well, go find someone else to do it. True. Yeah, at least they won't get eaten. But But either way, I'd I'd like to follow up with him and let him know and apologize that we can't finish the job that we set out to do, or that I set out to do. I don't think you should apologize. I think you should ask for payment. Right? We'll see how it goes. I just think starting the interaction with an apology puts us in a position... No, no, no apologies. Okay? Well, this was my idea to take the job. So how about I talk to Rico the way that I want to handle this? Oh, wow. That's how we're going to do the party now. Okay, cool. This is my fault, and I want to take responsibility. That seems fair. If Astro wants to take the lead, I have no problems with it. Really? Absolutely. Do you want to take the lead right here? I mean... Take the lead? Like, go talk to Rico? Rico, Rico If this is what she wants to do, what's the issue? Yeah, Rico wasn't an asshole like the lady that tried to give you the ring. No, everyone just relax. We'll (laughs) we'll let Astra go talk to Rico, and then we'll be on our way. Yes, go please beg for this man's forgiveness. (laughs) Come on, Doroth. You don't have to be like that. Well, I certainly wouldn't want you to talk to him, Doroth. I wasn't going to. I was going to take our two horses in the cart. All the way to Somar. I agree that we we don't have anything to, do, to apologize for, but uh, if you want to talk to him, then yes, that is that is up to you. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, when you compare the two as far as delivering lumber and fighting uh, these creatures from another plane of existence that almost killed us, yeah, I think, you know, we did the, the tougher of the two jobs. So he should be happy. That does yeah. make sense, yes. I mean, we, we slayed beasts that were taking over his lumber mill, so I, I think... Hopefully something we're owed, you know? Yeah. And if nothing else, he's not, he, I don't think he's going to be mad, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll butter him up. We, we, le- we left him in better shape than he, he was in before, right? I mean. Yeah. Astra hangs her head as they're still talking and arguing, <laughs> and I get up and go to the bathroom. Okay. The four of us sit in silence until she gets back. <laughs> <laughs> I get out my iPhone and look at TikTok for 10 minutes. I'm just going to sit in there and just enjoy the quiet. And then I'll go back out. 
Because she's psyching herself up to talk to this Rico guy for some reason. Because I'm a fucking human being, and he's a human being who apparently has emotions. Apparently. Apparently. Is sensitive and is in a rough position, and I want to be empathetic and oh, have yeah. some humanity. That reminds me. His wife died from a fungus attack, but the Crimson Command came and but cleaned it up. But at least his sons aren't dead yet. <laughs> A fungus attack. <laughs> I don't Astra know if you comes knew back it. from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did know him, Ken. <laughs> you are seeing people that were in the end rooms upstairs starting to come down for, you know, breakfast and whatnot, but you have not seen Rico or his boys yet. So is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, did you guys want to get breakfast? Oh, uh, yes, I am rather hungry. Would you two care for anything? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm down to eat. I got some extra gold. If uh... oh, I got it. And I'll pull out a rather large bag of gold. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole library of gold. That old man money. <laughs> Generational wealth. <laughs> uh, three breakfast plates, please, sir. All right. Uh, it's going to be six gold for three plate. Here you are. Give him six gold. Okay. And uh, he's actually busy with other customers at this point. So uh, he's just starting to kind of hand out plates to everyone. At some point, he brings you yours. And we'll say like halfway through your plate, we do see Rico and his two boys come downstairs. And he sees the six of you at the bar, nods and starts to walk and approach you. Once I saw him, I would stand up and walk towards him. Okay. And he walks up and says, oh, are, are y'all okay? I, since you didn't show up last night or during the day, I assumed the worst. Uh, yes, we're we're okay. Um, I have some, some good news and some bad news. The good news is that we defeated the creatures that were attacking your lumber yard, but the bad news is that one of the creatures destroyed our caravan, so we're not going to be able to haul the lumber for you anymore. Ah, okay. Well, uh, you, you've definitely done a service. I said I'd pay you extra for taking care of the frog thing, so 200 sound okay? That's reasonable. We, I appreciate it. I'm I just really sorry that we couldn't do the job that I promised you we could do. I feel like I'm noticing that some of you got wounded. I feel pretty bad about it. And he starts to pull out a sack. And when he opens up his coin purse, he's fucking loaded. He's pretty heavy. He's reloaded. Chandling. And he starts counting out coins on the counter and hands you eight platinum and then 120 gold. Thank you so much. And like I said, sorry we couldn't do the job, but I hope that you can find someone. I'll put up uh, another piece of paper. Hopefully next set of travelers will be able to handle it for me. Well, good luck. And I, I hope that we took care of the threat that was, you know, over your lumber yard. I hope so, too. I'd hate to go back, and then they're still there, and you lied to me this whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> no, they're really dead. Here. I'll hold up uh, one of the rubies and said, this was in its head. I've never seen anything like that, so I don't know that that's proof, but... Oh, well, I mean, you'll find their corpses. On, yeah. I don't think we moved them. And if we only have one ruby, then there should be another one in, in the other one's head. They were they were being controlled or something. Oh, these. you mean these? And I pull out the other two rubies. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not going to find them. We have them. <laughs> Okay, um, well, just, you know, stay safe, and thank you for helping again. And he's kind of, like, lowers his shoulders and his head, and the boys kind of follow as they go to a table. See, I told you, Astra. He wasn't going to be mad about that. Well, I didn't think he would be mad. I just... Quite reasonable. Didn't know how he was going to handle it. Um, how much did you say? Eight platinum and 120 gold? Yeah. Astra takes the eight platinum and puts it in her bag. Wait, no, she'll take. See, this is leadership. <laughs> Hold on. I just picture her, like, scribbling on a piece of paper doing math. <laughs> uh, what are you doing over there, Astro? 
<laughs> I want okay. I wanted to give Keth more since I've been using since he's been buying me things basically. Ah, you're splitting the the reward. I see. Ah, so you guys get more money than the rest of us, huh? <laughs> I give everybody forty gold pieces. And Kurgle looks at you and says, "What about me?" Oh yep. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we all just like play Kurgle every now and then and just pepper I give everyone 33.33333. Seeing this, Dorothy would be like, you, you know what? I don't understand why we do this. Why do we split up the gold as if we're not going to spend it all together anyway? Uh, yes, I don't need a share of that. It is a fine point. I'm okay right now. If, if we're, we're all here to help each other, so let's just have a fund. That's true. That's I a mean, I point. I agree. But if we ever get split from the group, and I'll dart my eyes at Doris, <laughs> I would feel more comfortable knowing that we all had our own money. Well, Doris has his own money. Okay. Don't well, worry. If, Doris if, is fine. He's a, self, <laughs> he's a self-made man. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that you guys are fine, and I'll just I'll give Kath 120 gold and keep 80 for myself. Well, oh, I like gold. <laughs> <laughs> I will give Kurgle 40 and keep 40 for myself. And the bartender speaks oh up. <laughs> I like gold, too. I, you know, I really like Joan. We should hang out here a little longer. <laughs> yep, let's spend it all here. All right. Kurgle, you have 40 Support gold. the local economy and Joan. <laughs> Four platinum. Keth has 120 gold. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Thank you for taking care of me for these past couple months, Kath. I appreciate you. Oh, of course. Can we get the fuck out of here? <laughs> oh, off we go. So you head outside of the Reliable Rabbit, get back on the northern road heading to Somar, and start walking through the morning. Hey, companions. This is a mid-roll. Uh, don't really have much to say other than the fact that our Patreon supporters should be getting the Glass Wraith Monster uh, as homebrew content really soon, by the end of the month of June. And it's really late the night before release, so I don't really know what else to say. So I'm just going to go ahead and let y'all get back to the episode. Bye! We're going to skip a couple days here as we travel on the northern road. On day 13, you arrive in the town of Blowwool. This town is quite busy as you arrive in midday. It is the border town of Shandlin before entering into the nation of Somar. It is also where the two northern roads meet from Shandlin, with a single road leaving the town of Blowwool heading north to Somar. The nations exchange most of their goods here for trade, especially with Chamberlain farming so much produce from the plains to the south. How how big is the city like as we're approaching and walking in? Um, as you're approaching, uh, the town will say probably has a population of maybe like 5,000 people. So it's quite big. There's tons of housing all around the outskirts. There's still kind of farmlands from the town south and then a little bit further north. But you can see like, on the horizon past the town there's kind of rolling hills heading into the northern horizon so it is like the end of the plains as well but it seems to be a rather busy town there's like a big long road where the two coming north from Chandelin are meeting and then there's a long one going through the center of the town it's a big road 
where it seems like there's a lot of colorful tents and markets going all down that main road. It's basically a bizarre town between the two nations. Bigger than Joan, smaller than Simar? I would say it's much bigger than Joan and then much smaller than Shandlin. Perfect little middle ground. Yeah. Well, surely we could find some stables here. Uh, yes, that's what the stable master back in um, Joan said. I mean, how far are we really from Somar now that we made it here? I- excuse me, ma'am. Where, where's the stables? The stables, yeah. The stables are, uh, there's some on the north side of town. Uh, it's uh, kind of a finicky place to go, though. I would probably go to the one on the east side. They're kind of, what, what kind of horses are you looking for? What that word mean? Um, they're kind of pricey. Oh. Uh, there's like a big race thing that goes on every year, and they, they don't really like losing their horses. So you might want to go to the east side stable because uh, they're kind of more focused on farm, unless you're trying to race. Do they talk strange? Uh, the one on the east side, yeah, they talk strange. Let's That's go to the north one. No. <laughs> Come no. on, no, no. No. We are avoiding racehorses for a reason. <laughs> we know if we can't understand what he's saying, we're getting quality horses. <laughs> we're going to the east side. Fine, but I'm not speaking to him. <laughs> That's a good but, point. But I'm also not speaking to him. <laughs> I nominate you, Dorian. Do, do you need me to go with you to talk to him? We're fine. We're meeting the family. Are, are they related to the uh, equestrian to pedestrian or pedestrian to yeah, equestrian? That's, that's actually what it is. It's pedestrian to equestrian. And they don't mumble over there. Oh no, they mumble a little bit. That's why they. You said they talk funny, and yeah, you know, they talk a little funny. We just have a little trouble understanding them. We've dealt with their siblings in different towns. I can understand that. It seems like you might not be from here. Culture differences. I get absolutely. it. Absolutely. I mean, if you're really that free, uh, you're welcome to come with us. I mean, I can spare maybe five minutes if you need. There is no need. <laughs> Can we just go to the safe? <laughs> it sounds like we got this. Thank you for your time. All right. Well, y'all have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> you start heading to the east side. There is a road that kind of leads to that direction. And as you're walking down this road, you do notice a tavern called the Traveling Tortoise near the crossroads of this town. And give me perception checks as you're walking by. Eight. Nine. Ten. Quit. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Felomir and Finch. We'll say that y'all are kind of dragging behind the group. Like you're walking the old man as uh, the three of them are trying to get to the wagon and horses as quickly as possible. And maybe Keth and Kurgle are kind of arguing, which has got Astra distracted indoors trying to prod and poke at the situation. <laughs> so the two of you are kind of dragging behind and you look down like an alleyway near the tavern and you see um, very noble looking man speaking to a man that's kind of has like dark cowls on and stuff like that there's lots of dark clothing it's in like the shadows of the alley which kind of makes you try to watch as you're walking by secretly and what specifically seems to happen is that this noble man hands off a rolled scroll to this shady individual as the shady individual takes the scroll from his hand the both of you see a tattoo on the back of his hand, and it's a tattoo of a crow skull. The two of you know of this. One from Crimson Command Training for you, Finch. Uh, it's kind of been something to look out for. And then for you, Felomir, you've just kind of read about it in lore and stuff because this is a multi-century old assassin's guild that has never been caught. But not a single assassin has ever been seen or caught in the act of doing whatever they were doing. The only thing that's been known is the left hand tattoo of a crow skull. 
This assassin guild specifically is called the Dead Crows. And who this noble is, you don't know. Who this specific assassin is, you don't know. But this does appear to be some sort of shady deal involving some sort of attack, maybe a, a job of some sort. Felmer, did you just see that? I did indeed. That was out of place, and I assume you saw the hand, right? Uh, yes, I believe that's a uh, an old assassin's guild, if I'm not mistaken. The, the Dead Crows, I believe they were called? Uh, absolutely. I don't think I've ever seen one in person, but I've definitely heard about it. Yes, not many people have, or at least live to tell about it, they say. What was something like that doing here in Blogle? That noble was way too noble for these parts. Indeed, he looked rather out of place. In regards to the noble, I know you said we don't know who they were, but did they have any sort of, like, colors? Colors or would sigils? You, would you pause or double back to look? No, I probably would have been casual. Then I'm going to say you don't know. Okay. Yes, he definitely seemed out of place, although I'm not sure where he's from. Should we look? Is it... Hold on. I'm just going to jump back real quick and try and casually but quickly walk whatever 20 paces back to try and see if I can catch more info to then immediately walk back to my friends. I'm trying to be, like, inconspicuous, but... Can I get a stealth check? I'm not going with them. 24. So, Finch, as you double back to take a look real quick, give me also, I'm sorry to pair this with it, a deception check. Looking at a hat. 18 on deception. Trying on different hats. So you double back and you take a look and you're moving towards the alley to get a better look. You make your move to get a good vision of everything. And as you kind of lean, the lean was a little awkward. And the two just kind of turn their heads to you. And then you continue moving to the market as if you were leaning to look at a tent. And then they see that you're, like, picking up a hat, like Deidre says. <laughs> and you're, like, uh, looking at the hat. And you, like, you basically took that lean that you were using into leaning and looking at the table setup of the merchant. That's smooth as shit, dude. <laughs> you exchange a couple of words with the merchant and say, like, Well, how do I look? I'll buy the hat just to make it even that more believable. Okay. If that helps. Yeah, okay. yeah I mean, that would it would definitely help. Because, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the hat's that expensive. So, yeah, I'm going to buy the hat. All right. So, uh, the merchant says, looks wonderful on you. Get a, that'll be a one gold. Oh, perfect. And give him the one gold. You take the hat, you put it on your head, and you try it on. And as you start to walk away, you give it another little glance. This time, you know, because they turned their heads, you were being careful this time, a lot more careful. But give me a perception check with it. Ooh, crit, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Perfect. You look out of your peripheral. You can tell that they were both still looking at you, and the would-be assassin is still watching. But this noble turns back and seems to not care. And as they turn, a amulet kind of pops out of their robe. You see a iron circular amulet with gold engraving. And you're not extremely familiar with this symbol, but you know that for sure that this is a chancellor from Somar. You're not sure what specific chancellor, but you know that the amulet means that they are a chancellor. Okay. I will leave it alone and meet back up with Philomir and then our party. Okay. Philomir. Nice hat. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah. I oh, yeah. We should wow. discuss what kind of hat I got. Looking, <laughs> looking sharp, Finch. I'm just going to do a random Google. I had no idea that he ever left. 
Yeah, none of us <laughs> did. He, he, I won't like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch back up. Showed up. up I won one of the cowboy get, hats get, with, with uh, the left side that's pinned up. Nah, like, <laughs> you don't get a choice. He's about to random Google I search. I that didn't show. see that hat stand. Baseball cap with a little spinner on top. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbed a, the first. Oh, yeah, this just like, oh, this is, oh, yeah, this is totally me. <laughs> I'm picturing Indiana Jones. Like a big old wizard hat. <laughs> I'm hoping something that just fits my character. It's a bucket hat. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Dorth has a bucket hat, right? And that's part of the new get up? Am I not wearing a straw hat? Crazy? I think Maybe yeah, like you are. A straw, hat. A straw right. fedora. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a tan bucket hat. Okay. Well, I'll take it. You already did. <laughs> yeah. Keep me shaded. I can uh, get better uh, vision for my shot. And go fishing. And go fishing. I got lures. Yeah. <laughs> Snacks for Pivac. Yeah. I'll just nibble on your head. Uh, nice hat. Did you did you see anything? I definitely did. I think they actually saw me at first, but I think I played it off. That's why I got this hat. Who was they? Assume that's what you were doing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So we, when we walked by, there was like an alley, and there was some shady stuff going on down there. I saw... We, we saw nobles and a hand tattoo from a very shady character the uh, noble was talking to, uh, which is pretty well known to be part of the dead crows. He had a crow tattooed on his hand. When the hell did all of this happen? Like right now. It, like it was very quick. Trust me. Anyways, the, the amulet that I saw pop out, like I think that noble was a chancellor from Somar. Like no doubt. Did, did you say the dead crows? Yeah. Kirk, what do you know the dead crows? Yeah, so uh, we had a pirate captain that was in charge of the island for a little while. Word is that uh, Rodana was trying to get back at us from some of our doings, and they sent a dead crow after him. We think that it was one of his crewmen that actually infiltrated the ship and stayed with the captain for years before killing him and going. They're very committed to their jobs. That's not a job. That's art. <laughs> I respect that. Do they all have a hand tattoo? Do you know? Oh, yeah. And that's why we think it was him, because he did have a tattoo. We just didn't know what it was. After, you know, finding out that the dead crows have the, the skull on the hand. Is that what yeah, you saw? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that was definitely a dead crow. Okay, so there's definitely something shady going on here or in Zomar very soon. Uh, yes, you you say you think the noble was from Zomar? Yes, definitely. From the, from the amulet that I saw pop out uh, on my way back after buying this hat. What sort of amulet was it? It, it was a chancellor's am amulet. I mean, I didn't see every detail, but it seemed quite obvious to me it was a Chancellor's Amulet. Wait, you say a, a Chancellor? Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say I've ever really laid eyes on too many Chancellor Amulets before, but I'm almost certain. This must be a big deal if a Chancellor's paying an assassin to kill someone. I mean, I I'll tell you, I was being about as stealthy as I can be, and they noticed me, man. I think I played it off there at the end, but at first, before like this hat, I, I wasn't sure. So, uh, it would yeah. make sense. They're at attention. So something ain't kosher. Hmm. What does kosher mean? I'm honestly not that sure. I've just heard it used, and I thought say. that I could make it work. I don't know. Yeah, I like it, though. Kosher. I'm just going to pull a <laughs> parchment out of my backpack. <laughs> kosher. Mosher. Just trail off. Well, I mean, um, I don't know. Nobles engage in, you know, underhanded things all the time, so it doesn't seem too out of place to me. Well, no, but this isn't just any noble. It's a, a chancellor, one of the highest officials in Somar. Maybe someday I can get some closure. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to like ball it up and put it back in my backpack. I'm curious as to who he's trying to get murdered, in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if, I'm not sure what the right 
decision is here to uh, follow him or not, but I, I don't know. There's uh, it's something to keep in mind. Certainly. There are very few chancellors in Asus, so... And if he's one from Somar, then most likely it's someone also in Somar he's trying to have killed, which is where we're headed. I say, whatever we choose to do, we'll be way better at doing it with a cart. Let's get these horses. <laughs> I'm with Doris. I think I'm with Doris, too. All right. So you head down the East Road. At the end of the East Road, you do find... That familiar sign and logo for pedestrian to equestrian. This one is kind of a little fancier of a stable. It has kind of like a pull-in and then a pull-out kind of drive-through system to where you could drop off your wagon. And there's like a window that you go to to pick up or drop off maybe. As you approach, you notice that there is like a bell on the window shelf and the window's wide open. Uh, once we reach the sign, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll wait here. <laughs> yeah, me too. And post up. Don't worry, guys. I got this. I'll walk up and hit the bell. All right. I'll reach up <laughs> hit the bell. All right. So you reach up and touch the bell. Maybe like two seconds later, you see a man kind of pop out the window, like stick his head out. All right. Wait. Stay right there. I'm going to pull my wand out and cast Comprehend Language <laughs> on him <laughs> or myself, I guess. All right. So you hear as like how he says that. And then you cast it. Uh, and as you point your wand at him, he's a little freaked out at first. Where are you at? And then, like, you get out of it immediately. Why are you pointing the wand at me? Are you robbing me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 absolutely not. And I'll put it back. It, it just makes things easier for me. I'm hard of hearing, you know. Oh, yeah. All right. My group back here, I'll point back at them. Uh, he sticks his body further out the window and then, like, turns his head to see y'all. I'll wave. We're a, a group of travelers, and we're looking for a transportation. All right. And then you hear, all right. <laughs> this is fascinating. <laughs> oh, my name's Maya, and uh, I'm gonna, he's going to cost you where you head. And then you hear, my name's Banya. It's going to cost you where you headed. Uh, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're on our way to Somar right now, and we had a cart, but um, it, it, it fell on hard times. So uh, we're looking for a replacement all and right. some horses, too. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you get uh, a wagon one of the horses around somewhere? See, I like how you don't even have to try. <laughs> and, and then you hear, all right, yeah, I gotcha. Did you get the wagon and horses from one of my brothers or sisters? Yeah, we did, but, um, you know, adventurers, adventures, danger, explosions. All right, I understand. So, uh, two horses and a uh, Yes. And you hear, do you want two horses and a wagon? I got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> He says, all right, I'm going to give you a uh, 30 on the horse and another 40 for the wagon. So it's going to be uh, roughly 100 gold. Uh, 100 gold. Gonna, I'm going to give you 30, 30 pence to buy back whenever you get back. Uh, you're going to hand off to Tanya in uh, summer, and uh, so you're going to get your 30 silver. And you hear <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> I'm going to get you two horses and a wagon. It's going to cost you 30 gold per horse and 40 for the wagon. So it'll be 100 gold total. And you'll give it to Tanya in Somar when you get to Somar. And you'll get 30% back. And you'll get 30% back. That sounds lovely. What a what a great business. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking smooth this is running here. He says, I'll be right back. And then he walks away from the window. I'll turn towards my group. All right, we got to come up with 100 gold. I've got, I've got 100 gold. This one's on oh, me. Oh, cool. I will give Doroth 100 gold to right. pay for since he's, you know, doing this. Roughly 10 to 20 minutes later, you see on the outgoing side of the building, you see him riding the wagon and two horses and coming to a halt under the pavilion. 
And then he walks back into the building and then to the window where you're at. All right, so I'll go. Gotcha. And I'll slot it on the counter. He uh, starts to counting each of them. And then he says, oh, yeah, we got you. i sign up. I'll be right back. I'll come right back. Did he actually, how long does languages work? Oh, hold on. <laughs> I said 10 to 20 minutes. It's like to come back. Oh, no. It's oh, an hour. Okay, okay, okay. So out of that, you got, uh, I'm going to go sign a piece of paper real quick to draw up your receipt. I'll be right back. Okay. And then he comes back with a piece of paper, maybe two minutes later, and it says, you know, two horses and a wagon and 30% when you hand it off to Tanya and so more. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take the, the slip and I'm going to fold it up and put it in my pouch. Okay. We'll say that Banya saw that and goes, oh, it's nice. He says, oh, that's nice. Oh, it's very convenient. <laughs> fold it open a little bit for a second and like the viscous. Like, oh, it's kind of gross, but, uh, you know, if, it's very, yeah. No, it's kind of gross, but pretty convenient. It gets the, <laughs> <laughs> it gets the job done. We'll see one of your uh, relatives in Somar. All right, bye. Score. I guess you all saddle up on the wagon and situate yourselves. Uh, who's driving and at the helm this time? I'm hopping in back. All right, Felmer's in the back. I don't think that Dorth has the ability to drive a cart with his size. All right, so the Dorth hops in the back, unless you want to ride shotgun. I could. I'll ride shotgun. All right, who's driving? Unless someone else takes it, I was going to pet some horse heads and then just kind of like, hey there, how you doing, sugar? Okay. And then uh, kind of make my way into the cockpit. Okay, uh, give me a animal handling check 16 the horses react to you pretty nicely then you all saddle up and get in the wagon with finch and dorth at the helm the cockpit and get back on the road and before we leave the town of blogle is there anything else you'd like to do oh uh, i guess i can ask in game so whatever happened with those uh you know the assassins or whatever the tea you guys were spilling earlier uh, the dead crows yeah um i don't know i guess we just need to kind of makes me feel like there is danger around us more than we probably assumed there was. And uh, to just keep our eyes and ears out, especially when we get to Somar. And uh, maybe we have information that could become useful at some point. I agree. I think whatever that Chancellor was up to most likely will be happening in Somar. Actually, you know, now that Dorth brings it up, I'm kind of... I think one of the notes, Felomir, that we we got from the birds... uh, I think there's like some Rodana soldiers or something like heading into Somar. Maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe. Ah, oh, one of the notes from the Crimson Command Keep? Yeah, see if you got something. I, I, I've thought that maybe Rodana was an imbalance now. And may, maybe something is happening and they're, I don't know, making their way to Somar. I don't know. E- either way, I, I think they might have something to do with this. Uh, I can take a look. Uh, pull over for a second. <laughs> Ease the range to the right. And All right. Slow us down. Is this I'm, outside the city, or is anybody want to do anything inside town? I'm assuming we haven't even made it out of town yet. Okay. <laughs> We're on like the main road. We just started. Okay. And this conversation started, and we slowed down right before we hit the like the "Come see us again soon" sign. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna hop out of. I'm gonna hop out of the wagon and open up my library. Okay. <laughs> because I keep everything in there except for my tome. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna go in and grab the. Uh, letters. You're not doing discreetly, obviously. Nah. Alright, so, uh, yeah, as he goes inside, the four of you just look around and see that the citizens of Logal seem to be weirded out by this magical thing happening, opening a door to a basically hazy realm that he's just disappeared into, and Velomir, you eventually come out. Close it up and climb back in the wagon. Alright. We'll say that as you come out, Felomir, you see this one kid that's like holding hands with his mom and he looks at you as you come out and goes, ah! 
<laughs> I'll, I'll look at him with like a raised eyebrow, just confused as to why he's clapping at me. This is not a tour. And then close up the library and magic get back in the Magic man, a magic man, mommy. Somebody who walks up and tries to give you some money. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my bucket hat up. Is that not on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It's waiting for it. Ah, here it is. A Rodanian ship spotted north of Windstrafe Keep in the bay, stopped briefly and let out four armed men. Not sure of the nature of this unit, but they did seem to be on some sort of hostile mission. Keep an eye out. J. Night Sky, scout of Lunalia. Hmm. Perhaps that dead crow could be one of those four? Maybe let off the ship? I... Maybe, but I don't know if the dead crows and Rodana have any sort of relationship. I guess that's true. I just don't know enough about these dead crows. I've only heard so much about them, so... Uh, yes, I believe I've said everything that I'm familiar with. Yeah! <laughs> All right. As you contemplate these thoughts, you uh, get back on the main road and head north out of Blogol. On day 16 of your journey to Somar, at sunset, you begin looking for a place to rest for the night. Finch, someone camping on the side of the road catches your eye. You see that familiar dark blue cloak. Next to him is a horse that grazes near a tree while you see the man cooking something over an open flame. This is a Crimson Command scout whose uniform is heavily worn, faded leather and with a decorative red cowl darkened by dirt and crud. As we kind of like slowly roll up, I'll maybe uh, with control of the buggy kind of stand a little bit and like, hi, Crimson Command. And then I'll give him like a salute. So as you approach, he notices and uh, kind of stands up, kind of panicked. And he takes his spear that he's holding because you don't wear the blue cloak and everything. Uh, and he holds his spear and kind of points it at you for a second. Or not, he doesn't point at you. He just kind of holds it to his side, resting on it. He says, hey, 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 that's close enough. What's your business? Uh, I'll, I'll throw up a hand and, you know, well, with maybe with one hand, I guess, I'll slow the horses down. With the other hand, I'll kind of put up and then pull out my amulet with it and be like, I'm Flynn Finch Cartwright. I'm Master Scout of Aces. It, ah, he's Captain, my companion. Captain, uh, well, I've never met you before. Uh, welcome, I guess. Captain? I mean, you're, you're the Master Scout, right? So, ah, yes, that, that is I. Just never been called Captain, I he, guess, before. I he, just... he kind of, like, steps back, like, are you sure you're who you are? <laughs> and he kind of puts both hands on the spear now. I, I'm sorry. I spend most of my time roaming. It, it, you must understand. Uh, I'm, things are much more casual. As far as I'm concerned. and yeah, Tell me something only the Crimson Command would know. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm Flynn Finch Cartwright, Master Scout of Asus. Uh, there, I, I enter to Captain Gate of uh, of Gamor. He still seems very timid. Give me a persuasion check. Shit. That's not a high one for me. Twelve. He still seems on edge. Ah, you're going to have to do better than that, man. I, I don't know who you are. I mean... Everyone knows Flynn. And really? everybody knows Captain Gate. Well, obviously not everyone. He's standing right in front of you and you're holding a spear at him. Well, I've never met him. I only know his name. You just said everyone knows him. Look. Who are you, I've actually? been told the messenger birds have been taken and everyone knows Finch's name. And everyone knows High Captain Gate. So look, if you were saying who you are, I don't trust you until you tell me, unless you can tell me something really truthful here. You have your official letters, don't you? The crows? Those are official Documents from the Crimson Command. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not going to look good either. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Remember that keep that got destroyed? Here's all the stuff from it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I'm really thinking about, like, 
this seems like the big payoff moment that Dave has been working towards. Like, I'm not Finch ready. Is, yeah, Finch is so <laughs> in the Crimson Command that everything he has to prove he is is fucked up in some way. So he can't, like, yeah. say it. I'm going to use my awakened mind to talk to Finch and uh, say to him, uh, what about uh, Gates' son, Ch Chadwick, right? Maybe, maybe that has something to do with it. Or what about uh, your friends or your former friends, Bryn? I went through a uh, boot camp with uh, Bryn Talith and uh, Rokar and uh, Grant Porter, who, who was my, my master scout at the time. And I, I've, I've been through all the trials and tribulations that you have, brother. As again, I just kind of like try and like point at my my th my uh, amulet, and he's 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 slowing his uh, he's lowering his grip on his uh, on the spear, but he he just doesn't seem to be convinced. All right, so, so tell me this: who's the wackiest old man in Gamora? Chismrism, obviously. All right, <laughs> you've been there. That's good news. You've been to Gamora. You've been in the you've been the Crimson Keep. Ah, man. I haven't seen. I'm sorry. I just haven't seen other kinds of command in a long time. You gotta understand. I no. I do understand. Trust me. I, we just came from Chandelin. The uh, the keep was destroyed. Uh, we we have what what letters we were able to get from the birds, and we're on our way to Somar now. The 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 keep's been destroyed. I'm afraid it has. What what about everyone that was inside? I think it's just you and I. Well, I mean, I, I I don't report there, but. Oh, well, I'll tell you. I I don't think there's anyone else there. I, I've tried to. I I've sent word to Captain Gate, but uh, there is no more Crimson Command in Chandelin as of right now. Oh no! I'm gonna pull the wagon to the side and hitch us up. Okay. Uh, he's kind of standing at a distance still. I won't do it super close to him so that he can still feel safe if okay. that's what seems right. I mean, you've seen some other letters that you received that might hint at why he's being so on edge, but he definitely doesn't even seem to trust his own. I don't blame you for your hesitancy. I, I will say on our way to Shandlin, uh throughout our travels, it has been hectic and scary, and uh, the Crimson Command seems to be targeted right now. So I, I understand. I do. All right, I'm going to ask you one other thing. There's rumors that you got something. That you're if you're say if you're who you say you are. I don't want to I don't want to hold one. Just show it to me. Show me one. I need like cuz I want this to be quick. I I want to do some sort of roll to make me see if I trust this guy real quick. Okay, yeah, there'd be an insight check. That is not a natural 20. With that, I would say that he's got like the attitude of just an innocent person. Looking at him, he's dressed in Crimson Command garb that is like worn. So he's been at his at his job of scouting for a while now. I'm saying he hasn't seen anybody in a long time could make sense because scouts oftentimes are by themselves, uh, just kind of monitoring certain things that they've been assigned to by the Crimson Command, and they stay out in the woods and do the thing. I mean, it, to me, I guess if I were setting you up for a trap in the DM sense, the hint here would be that he's in clean Crimson Command gear. This guy's, like, dirty. Okay. Um, so I would say that you're trusting the situation. Look, man, I just don't know if I want to put you in this kind of danger. If I read the letters right, we're all in danger. That's why I'm here now and not where I'm supposed to be. I'll give him a real solid nod there, and I will pull out, not even really out of the bag all the way, I'll just lift the lid and, and kind of, like, bring the top of the green orb out. Okay. And he sees it, and you see his eyes kind of widen. Just, oh, wow, that's, that's real. And then I'll, I'll close it and kind of put a hand bent, like up at him to like be cool. <laughs> like, look, I send letters to a guy on the north side of Carlin Forest, and uh, 
He gets a little bit more information because he's so close to city, to Somar. Some other, he meets with some Crimson Command over in the town of uh, Summon Hill and has drinks every once in a while. But yeah, everybody said that you're on the hunt for orbs. And I, you know, no one's really known for sure, but <laughs> wow, you actually have one. Well, I, I would say hunt isn't quite the word I would use. I, I'm on a mission to protect these orbs. Uh, there's great imbalance in Asus right now, and I'm doing everything I can to keep that balance. I, I, I understand. I mean, that's what I've been doing in the South Carlin Forest for so long. Yeah, I think it's been maybe three years now that I've been down in there. Who was the last command member you talked to when? Well, I mean... Like, I, I've sent word to Gabe, but I haven't heard from anyone in a long time, actually. I, I saw one recently, uh, and it was weird, because I, you don't usually see, you know, just other Crimson Command out and about, because, you know, you either go to where their, their outpost are, or, you know... you. Scouts are kind of assigned territories. I mean, if I was going to see anybody, I thought I'd see you one day because, you know, you're you're all of uh, Aces, you know. But, yeah, so the only other person that I can think of was Bryn Talith. He was the Master Scout of Lunalia, but I never met him, so I didn't know what he would look like. I'm going to have, like, a over-my-face kind of thing that he could probably notice if he wants to. When he says his Bryn's name, I'm going to kind of, like... Kind of like vague, just like look into the distance kind of thing. Gotcha. Like, that's my buddy who's no longer with me. Gotcha. Uh, we'll see if he catches on to that. Uh, he catches your emotional state, but also is like, maybe I shouldn't touch that kind of reaction. But he says, I was, you know, out, I was down in the South Carolina forest. One day I saw the, the blood druids, you know, they were kind of roaming and they had a Crimson Command member with them. And... I didn't know if it was a capture or what, so I kind of monitored the situation, and then at some point they just let him go, and he just went on his way southwest. But, I mean, I, I had to stay in the forest, so, you know, I stuck around. Didn't follow him out. Blood druids in the South Carlin Forest, is that normal? Oh, yeah, they, they I mean, they've lived there for who knows how long, but uh, their their problem was is they, so every so often they would go and like kidnap people from the towns outside the forest for probably some sort of ritual or something. So uh, Crimson Command posted me up down here in the South Carolina Forest to stop that from happening. So I've been monitoring them ever since. For well, I've been monitoring them for like three years since the uh, kidnappings happened. You found anything uh, useful or? No. Uh, if whoever was kidnapped, they haven't been seen again. Fair. He sits down at his campfire and says, I guess, I mean, I heard that you were with a band of people. I, my name's Ezro. Ezro, I am Finch. Uh, it is nice to officially meet you. Uh, these are my companions. I think I'll let them introduce themselves. When he turns around, I want to already be out of the wagon okay. and like setting up to go to sleep. Near his campfire or? I assumed like, oh, we've stopped. All right, we're going to rest here or something. Like, oh, hi, I'm I'm Doroth. Doroth, Fabe, Grumman, Kyle, you know, no mission dude, Bart, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to like keep like setting my shit up. Uh, I'm Felomir and I'll, I'll approach and I guess sit down by the fire. Okay. Oh, I'm Kath, the uh, champ champion of Yen. Kath, I've definitely heard of you. Um, yeah, people talk about you on this side of Lunalia. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, you're weren't you uh, the champion of Athern? Also, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I was. Yeah, you, was. You, you like really took over that hey, arena, huh? This is uh, my sister, Captain <laughs> Kurgle, and my other sister, uh, Astra. Uh, hi, I, I'm Gurgle. Hello. All right, so um, I mean, you're welcome to some of this rabbit stew. I mean, it's a small pot because uh, it's just kind of feeding myself. But if you need some food, here's some. Oh, I appreciate your hospitality. 
Maybe I can make some good berries and like toss them in there to make the food more filling. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so I'll do something like that okay. to add to it. Ah, good berries. Yeah, I can actually cast that as well. He uh, pulls his hand out and like holds his left palm uh, upwards and then just kind of moves his hand over it. And you see 10 good berries just pop up in his hand. Nothing like a good, good berry. That's right. I mean, I get tired of them sometimes, you know, so every once in a while I cook like this. Well, they actually, they add a little flavor to the rabbit if you do it just right. All right. That's a new trick. And I'll try and, like, stir it some special way. I don't know. I guess know. that's why they call you a master <laughs> scout, huh? <laughs> I'm going to be looking a little puzzled at Finch uh, stirring the rabbit stew, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'll kind of look over my shoulder and me, am I doing it right? <laughs> I cast prestidigitation, so there's like a little sparkle that comes off. Ooh, make it smell delicious <laughs> with prestidigitation. <laughs> I'm just going to yell to the group, T minus one hour until the hut goes up. The hut? Yes, Ezra. We we uh, we like to sleep in a, a, a Doris lemon hut is what we like to call it. But uh, it, it's a safe space. It, uh, it doesn't allow anything in that didn't start inside. So, oh, that's nice. So if you, actually, I think if you want to sleep with us tonight, and I'll kind of look at everyone. We can make a double wide now. Yes, I can also uh, create one of these huts. I, th- I think we could include you if you would like to. Okay. I mean, how do you, how do you watch the horses and everything? Well, with this double wide feature we have, uh, the horses can actually fit. <laughs> it's like trying to sell it. <laughs> Come it's on baby. down to Finch's double wide emporium. <laughs> Oh, that does sound kind of nice. I, I usually sleep with one eye open, you know? So, um, yeah, this, this could be nice to have some people to monitor together. Yeah, that sounds good. If you're welcoming me into your magical Doris Lemon Hut, I will, um, I'll take part. It's the best rest you'll get on the road, for sure. Friend of Finch's is a friend of mine. One hour. <laughs> <laughs> I glare at Doris. You're welcome. What? What's, <laughs> what's happening? Is there something on my face? <laughs> it's the inflection in your voice. One hour? <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming you're heading up to Gamora too? We're actually on our way to Sumar. Oh. Trying to find our way to the Universal Library. Oh. Have you been up that way recently? Uh, I've never, I mean, I've never, I haven't really been to Somar in a long, long time. Whenever uh, they dropped me off at Somar and I got acclimated to the area, I kind of spent some time in the city, but I've been on duty for three four years now and spent most of my time in the south carlin forest so um i haven't really spent much time up there but yeah you're not heading to gamore i mean I, captain gates called everyone back well i mean like i was telling you i haven't run into anyone besides you since uh... yeah uh, so he sent a letter out that said you know uh, everyone come back because there's been some unknown attacks on the outpost hmm. yes I, I did write him at a certain point to let him know about all of that maybe that's how he found out uh, yes, I have the letter right here, actually, and I'll pull it out. Uh, we have received uh, troubling reports. There have been attacks on an outpost by an unknown shadow entity requesting all outposts to evacuate and head to Gamora. Be safe. Trust no one. Hi, Captain Gate. Sorry, are you not heading back to Gamora? Are you? Well, well, yeah, that's why I'm I'm not in the South Korean Force anymore. Well, Ezra, I mean, I guess knowing that, uh, Gamora is now on my list of places to be, but, uh, I think, as you know, I, I kind of have a mission, um, right now in... I kind of put it above all else. Uh, these orbs are bigger than all of us. And uh, right now I'm I'm only missing one. And we have a lead, and I, and I need to follow that lead. Uh, okay. Well, if, that's, I, if that's your call, I mean, you're you're in charge of me, so I, I don't know. I just assumed that everyone was heading back because Captain Gate was calling them. But. Well, definitely listen to Captain Gate. He, he's, a, he's a smart guy. And, uh, again, if, if we can 
wrap up Somara, then Gamora is where I'll be headed. I can guarantee that. Well, um, he kind of puts a spear down to his side and he uh, undoes his heavy crossbow and puts it in his lap and kind of like starts playing with it in like a nervous kind of way. So uh, I've also heard some other things about you, you know? Are you uh, you being safe out there? Are you actually, are you, is there anything? I don't know. I don't know how to approach this subject. Um, Using protection. Yeah. <laughs> Are you single? So, <laughs> what the hell's he about to say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're too nervous, just ask me. I'll get him for you. No questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> yeah, you, see, you seeing anybody? <laughs> Is it true you destroyed Port Greasel? Look, I hope not. You know, um, that's just what Dubro said. So I was just, you know, <laughs> Dubro. <laughs> We should have never left him alive. <laughs> Ezra, not everything goes according to plan. Life is full of variables. And uh, I I do everything I can to bring nothing but balance and peace to this world. Uh, it is my mission to balance Asus and to protect orbs. And uh, it doesn't always work out. Port Greasel did not go according to plan. As you kind of say that, and like as you finish your sentence, you actually see him pull back his red cowl. It's like dirty burgundy, basically. Um, and you finally get a kind of better look at him in general. And you realize that he's like maybe 19 years old. He's a kid. Got to be this kid's role model. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, Ezra, you got to follow what's in here. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to reach over and kind of like point and or poke at his chest. <laughs> He's buying it. <laughs> that, that is the command compass. Give me a persuasion check. Command <laughs> compass. Is that off the dome, dude? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. It's a five. You see him kind of like smile and smirk at it. The way you kind of sense it. I don't know. Like, we're old now and you've talked to teenagers. Yeah. Uh, whatever you like say those Back things. Back in my day. Whenever you say those things that you used to hate when you were a teenager. That adults said to you, yeah. like, one day you'll understand. Yeah. yeah, whatever, Dad. You kind of see that he kind of, like, turns his head from the situation with a smile, kind yeah. of like that. That, like, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get it, man. But, you know, really, like, what we're trying to do here is help everyone in Asus live a peaceful and fruitful life. And sometimes you can't have good without some bad. And sometimes things don't go according to plan. Well, um, I guess I'm a... I'm pretty tired. It's been a long ride today for me, so I guess I'll go ahead and turn in. I guess if we're... Or do we need to take turns with the watch, or...? Uh, not once the, the hut is up, and then I'll kind of look at the sun, and then look at Doroth. Uh, what's our time looking like, Doroth? Ah, uh, and I'll also look up... Well, 20 more minutes, if you'd like. All right. Uh, I'll make sure I'm ready. I'm going to go ahead and feed Brody over here real quick. I mean, just make sure you got everything done because, like, once you're in the hut, you can't get out until it's over. Well, you're gonna leave. You're gonna bring my horse in it, right? No, of course. Okay. You can fit everything in there. It's just make sure because you can't leave. Okay. Until until the next morning, we will be locked in. Okay, that that's fine. No, we'll be we'll be locked in and safe and comfortable, and nothing can get to us or anything. But just you could also change the temperature in there to make it real cold or real hot or real comfortable. It's usually real comfortable. I haven't had a good chill in a long time. Oh yeah, you're you won't want to leave. You're going to love this. <laughs> so he stands up and uh, he takes like a sack from his backpack that has like some grains and nuts in it and goes over to the horse and starts to feed the horse. I mean, he's roughly 20 feet away, so he's not like completely out of earshot or anything. But if there's anything you'd like to. Uh, I'm going to awaken mind to Finch. 
okay. again and say, um, uh, are you sure we can trust him? I mean, he seems pretty honest, but remember what happened last time we encountered a trustworthy Crimson Command member. No offense to him or you. I'll just try and catch eyes with uh, Felomir, and then I'll just give him a nod. I feel like I trust this kid. I feel like he's a kid, and based on the description you gave me, based off of my perception check, I've already shown him the orb. I don't know. Fuck, maybe that's exactly why I shouldn't. <laughs> All right, I think, we, I think we just figured it out. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Ezra, um, I need you to take this with a grain of salt, man. Um, I trust you. But, I don't know, you know, like, I'm carrying priceless items uh, that could change the world. I can only trust these people because they have risked their lives for me. I know I said that you could stay in the hut, but I think we're going to have to have you on the outside. I'm really sorry. Damn. Like, I mean, that, that, that's what you were getting at, bro. <laughs> I said, just, just bear in mind. He goes, okay, um... Well, you, you talked up a big game about how nice it was inside, and I guess, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll sleep over here. I mean, I'm used to it, so it's not a big deal. Look, we're right here. I really, gosh, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like Falcon Felomir walked me right into this one, man. I just Laying wanted you to have it in mind. You seemed very open with them. And yeah, I mean, well. You're normally not. With, I guess you remember I'm how hard it was to show the one dude? I did think about that. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm starting to get more open with it. Maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe I do need to check myself. Maybe I do need you to check me before I wreck me. I, I think it's just because he's a Crimson Command member that you're so trusting. That's probably part of it. But we also know that they've been infiltrated and murdered. Yeah. And <laughs> they know that if they want you to trust them, Again, just yeah, I'll kind of... <laughs> I'll look at him again one more time and like, look, man, it's not for me. It's for these. No, I, I understand. And I'll put my I, hand on the on the satchel again. I understand. Yeah, I'll, I get it. I'll sleep over here. And, uh, we're right here. Just this is if you for need Aces. Yeah, we, we can hear you, so if anything happens, just like yell real loud and it might wake us up and we'll come help. Yeah. I okay. also completely lied. You can come and go as you please. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Well, not if he sleeps no. on the outside well, once you build no, it up. You can't, but, but we can. <laughs> okay, yeah, um. Y'all have y'all have a good night. I'll just I'll be over here. If you need me, let me know. He like pulls the horse over towards a tree away from the group because he doesn't know how big this thing's gonna be. So he seems to be like looking at how big it's gonna, how much space it's gonna take up. And he hitches the horse to a tree, and then he uh, sits down and leans against the tree. And you see him pull his cowl back onto his head where he had kept it down ever since he took it off, talking to you. And uh, he crosses his arms, and his head kind of droops a little bit. But every once in a while, the moon shines down. You can see his eyes are wide open. Like, they just kind of glint He's on just the... Crying. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of glint a little bit. And then Doroth and Felomir puts the hut up. Uh, also, how far away from the hut is he? He's probably 30 feet because he didn't understand how big it was going to be. Okay. I'm also going to cast Alarm. Okay. I'm just going to put it around the hut. Okay. Just to know if anyone enters that area. Okay. So, doesn't include him inside of it at all? No. So if, if he or anyone else that is not in it enters the hut area, I'll get a mental okay. alarm that will awake me. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to do before heading to bed? Nope. I'm good. Nope. All right. So the five of you with Kurgle sleep in the huts with the two horses and the wagon. And uh, we go into the morning. The next morning, the hut disappears as sunlight wakes you. 
You immediately look over to the north side of your little camp to see if Ezro is still over there, and um, he's not. The small campfire that he had has been put out. The horse is gone, and he is gone. I didn't get any alarm signals throughout the night. You did not. Well, that makes me feel uneasy and nod that way. Where do you think he went? Well, I mean, he said he was on his way to Gamora, so that's what I tend to believe. Uh, I never thought that he was out to get me or us, but I would have thought that he would have stuck around till morning for sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll see him again, right? I'm sure he's not in that much danger. He'll be in a Crimson Command member and all that. Uh, yes, if he's truly headed north, we might run into him again. I don't really get it. Why did you... Uh... I mean, if he's part of your your team, then why would you not let him sleep with us? Well, I think, Kirkalas, you'd even remember when we were just in Chandelin, that entire keep was supposed to be a safe haven of Crimson Command members, and it was nothing but a facade that almost took all of our lives and the orbs. And maybe I didn't realize it until Felomir spoke to me, but uh, maybe I was becoming a little too trustworthy, and... uh, you know, sometimes the right call isn't the easy call. Hmm. I mean, I would say that, you know, if I would have saw a pirate on the road, I probably would have slept with that pirate. You know, cold of the sea and all. I assumed you had a code of command and everything. But, uh, I guess I don't really understand what you've been through. Well, it's not, again, so much us and what we've... I mean, I guess it is kind of us and what we've been through, but, again, and then I'll just kind of motion towards the orbs and look at her. Yes, not to mention... The Crimson Command was getting framed for murder in Chandelin after the whole keep ordeal by a known Crimson Command member, or a former one, or whatever he turned into. Well, the kid stew was pretty good. I don't know why you wouldn't trust him after that. <laughs> the stew is fine, and uh, I'll start rolling up my sleeping bag or whatever. You all start kind of uh, prepping your gear? Anybody say anything, do anything as you're prepping? I'll ruffle through like his area before we leave just to see if there's anything... Yeah, I, I want to maybe go over there and look, too. Okay. Give me survival checks. Or, I guess, survival or investigation, whichever you prefer. Uh, that is a 15 investigation. It is a 14 survival. Okay. Yeah, the both of you uh, go and investigate the area as, like, everyone's kind of putting their stuff into the wagon and everything. And uh, you notice that the campfire has not been out, like, for just an hour or two. It's been out, like, all night. It, he pretty much left as soon as y'all put the hut up. Can I do, like, an, an insight check to, like, I guess, check my gut feeling again, like, about this kid? Because I'm starting, like, outside me is starting to be, like... I mean, you can roll an insight check. I, I don't know I, I guess like how much you're going to trust my answer either way, but... I guess the idea is... Because it sounds like well, you're not trusting the situation at me, all. You give got me your Finch's, answer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, gut reaction, and then whether or not... I don't know. <laughs> Something doesn't feel right, man. I really don't like that he's just like immediately left. Thirteen. The the situation that's presenting itself to me, leading you on, would say that he's maybe embarrassed and ashamed that his own captain wouldn't trust him, mm. and so he has gotten back on the road to put some distance between them. Okay. Uh, I probably just won't say anything. I'll just keep packing up things. He's a nineteen-year-old boy. He's probably ashamed. God damn it, fell in there. <laughs> hey, the uh, best call is not always the easiest one. <laughs> How would you feel right if... Right back in my face. 
How would you feel if you let him sleep in the hut and he and he we all of us? we woke up without all the orbs? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, walking a line over here, but yeah, trying to be logical. I I'm bummed, but uh, we're good. Okay. So uh, six of you saddle up and get back on the road. On day seventeen, after skipping a couple days of your journey. You begin your travels into the Woodfields. The evening of day 18, you find yourself seeing the peaks of the Somar Mountains in the distance. The terrain has changed from soft rolling hills to hard-cut, rocky, moss-covered land known as the Yulian Hills. And on day 20, you reach the hilltop town of Farm Hill. This town is one of the highest hills with a side that is naturally walled as a plateau. Stone walls with wooden palisades guard the town, and unlike major cities, there are no buildings outside the walls. You can tell that this town has a defensive nature to it, but you're not sure what would be hostile to a town out here in these hills. The road kind of leads to the town, but it also has an option to just go right past it, depending on how you want to approach the situation in the city. If you feel like you need to rest or do anything, this is your first glimpse at Somar life. Astra's not trying to find any side quests. <laughs> um, do we know how long it is until the next town? Looking at the map, uh, the next part of your journey is going to be the road leads through like a section of the North Carlin Forest. And then the road exits the forest and eventually gets to a town called Summon Hill, which is the first is like a town that's right outside the city of Somar. It's like a suburb town, I guess you could say. And how many days travel does it look like that would be? Uh, to Summon Hill, we're looking at your own day 20. You'll reach it in about five days. And also, do we see any guards or anyone posted in Farm Hill? In Farm Hill, you do see there are guards walking along the walls. Uh, and then you see some that are kind of like squatted near campfires and such near the outside, like of on top of hills. Like they're definitely like guarding and watching. I wouldn't say they look like they're in uh, wartime. They're just, like, very defensive. They they seem to always have eyes on the horizon. And they don't seem alarmed that you're approaching or anything. There's definitely traffic going up and down the road that they don't seem to care about. Well, this seems to be an oddly defensive town. Yeah, should we stop here? Or just, you know, skip it? Yeah, we'll say that the wagon just kind of comes to the fork in the road to choose whether you want to go to town or leave, and you just kind of stop to discuss. Oh, well, looking at the map here, I think it would probably be another five days' travel to the next town. I'm indifferent to stopping. I don't see any reason for it, personally. Uh, I guess I can wait five more days for a mattress. <laughs> well, I think after our last experience uh, in Joan, maybe we should just push forward and make up for some lost time. And uh, But if you would all keep out an eye for any signs of Ezra, that still is kind of bugging me. And then I'll probably start to veer us away from the town. Okay. On day 22 of your journey, as we skip another day, the road starts to bend to the east heading towards the Carlin Forest. And you see as the like the road is leading directly into this thick forest, you notice that the forest is very temperate. There's like a, a lot of pines reaching very high into the sky. There's thickets all along the edges of the forest and down at the base of these trees. 
and there's very few areas of clearing. It's a very thick forest. Other than this path that's the road leading through the forest, that's the pretty much the only clearing you see. And as you're on the path and heading that way, about an hour into your journey through the forest, all of you start to feel a little unease. It's just, you can't really see up the hills very well of this forest. It's a very easy place for an ambush, I guess you could say. And you get down the road for quite a while and you can see the bend of the road leading into a sunny, bright exit of the forest about 150 feet away. And I need everyone to give me perception checks. 14. 13. 9. 11. 26. <laughs> I think he's got it. I knew it. Thank God you're the driver. Finch, you hear this. Your perception check wasn't for sight, wasn't for smell, wasn't for touch. It was for hearing. As you hear that very familiar snap of a string bow, and you don't hear one, you hear tons of snaps of these strings. As arrows penetrate the siding of the wagon, the arrows just break into the wood of the wagon and splinters go everywhere, and you immediately add a gut reaction just... And then as you start moving the wagon at a, at a quicker pace, each of you look to the left and the right, and you see these hyena-looking creatures with bows and crossbows all aiming from the hilltops down at the road. Give me initiatives for this skill challenge. That'll be the end of the episode. Oh. oh okay. Damn. Easy enough. <laughs> Got them nose. Some nose. Nose in this house. <laughs> There's some nose in this nice. house. <laughs> Troths? Yeah, yeah, trough. Trough? Trough? Trough. 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 Trough? I say trough. T-R-O-P-H. I'm feeling the F now that now that we're talking about it, though. Trough. I thought it was T-H. Like trough. Uh, I'm working on. Hey a, Google. On a Google <laughs> it's troughed with a T at the end. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh no no no. T r o u g h. Yeah. Trough. Huh. Trough. Mm. All right. Make Google. Make Google say it. Yeah. T r o u g h. Yeah. Trough. That's what grown men Here pee in at baseball <laughs> games. Trough. Trough. So you see a man with. <laughs> I get it, dude. <laughs> trough. <laughs> I like the slow feature. Yeah. Trough. It's T R A A F is the pronunciation. Trough. Moving quickly now with the wagon and horses, you uh, make some good time. And uh, on day 16 of your journey. Uh, Day uh, Your journey. Journey. <laughs> journey to Soremore. Arriva DJ. We love you, David. I was really hoping you were gonna pull like a red herring. And when you were like, I heard you you got one of those. And be vague, and it was going to be a construct, and it was Pvac. <laughs> <laughs> he shows him the orb, and he's like, "Wait, what the fuck is that? Where's your <laughs> oh, you got a fucking orb? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, that would have been good. If only I was that creative." <laughs>